What is legacy? When we talk about legacy, a legacy is something that is passed down. It is your mark. It is your footprint in the earth. It is your contribution to the world. Your legacy is something that is passed down. It is your mark. It is your footprint in the earth. It is your contribution to the world. God wants you living for legacy. He wants you thinking the big picture. He wants you thinking long term. That God wants you making decisions with legacy in mind. Legacy is so powerful because you can do something today that lives forever. Let me say that again. You can do something today that has an impact forever. That's the type of impact you are going to have. That's the type of power you are going to have that when you make a move, that that when you do something, you are actually going to be creating a legacy. You are actually going to be leaving a mark. This is a life that is so important for you. This is a time that's so important because God wants you to think legacy. It's the idea that you are on a beach and you're walking through the sand and then you turn around and you're saying, oh, I can see where I've walked. It's the idea that you stop and you looked at your track and your tracks have been made in the sand. You're saying, well, I didn't know that I could walk that far. Well, I didn't know that's how long I came from. Wow, I can see my footprint. God wants you to look at your life even today and say, I see my footprint. Wow, I see my impact. Wow, I see the things that he's had me to do. You got to live for legacy. A man is not measured by what he takes with him to the grave. He's measured by what he leaves behind in the lives and the souls and the hearts of others. When you die, you should not take your gifts, your abilities, your talents with you to the grave. They do no good there. What you should do is sow into the lives of others right now while you're here on the face of the earth. In the movie Troy, Brad Pitt has an option at the end. He can either live out his life happily with the family that loves him, or he can go to war, win that thing, and never be forgotten. He chose the second option. The movie pauses for a quick second. You see a ship with black sails. You see Brad Pitt standing in the front. And he's ready because he knows that though he may die in battle, his heart and his mind and his ability and his gifts will never be forgotten because what he's about to do will change everything. That's what you got to do. Make a choice. Not so much as to whether or not you want to have a happy family, but are you giving everything you have to the degree that when you die, other people can take what you've done and run with it. Write the vision, make it clear, make it plain so that others can run with it. When you do that, you'll maximize every bit of your ability here so that when you die, you too will never be forgotten. You're gonna die. I don't know if you've heard, and I'm being dead serious. There is so much opportunity. The people in this room can do so much if they allow themselves to play a game based on them being self-aware about themselves and what they want their legacy and skill sets to deploy against. We are in a rat trap. We are in a circle. We're all saying the same thing. Anytime I need need new business to grow, I go play your game. It's that easy. I reverse engineer the human being that's gonna make the decision, I let her or him dictate the creative, and we go on our merry way. And I wanna shoot myself in the face, right? And then I start beating them up and saying, okay, I sold you, now we're doing none of that, right? Legacy, opportunity, those things. 
This is an amazing time to be in this industry if you're on the offense and it's the worst time to be on this, in this industry if you're on the defense and 95% of you are on the defense. The thing you need to know is this, you are leaving a legacy whether you want to or not. Everybody in this room is gonna leave a legacy. The question is, are you gonna be intentional about the legacy you're leaving? Are you actually going to be intentional or are you just gonna let anything be passed down, anything be given to others on your behalf? And I'm here to let you know, stop giving people this dirty, nasty, stinky life. Why don't you build a legacy so when somebody get into the car of your life, they wanna say thank you instead of, I can't believe what you did to me. Make each day a masterpiece. Uh, you know, that's pretty strong language. You have good days, you have bad days, I have good days, I have bad days. On the other hand, it's, it's a way to think about things. You know, A, life is one day at a time, and B, when the day is done, the day is done, and you ain't getting it back. Legacy is built now, but experienced later. The most powerful things in the world take time. Legacy takes time. Stop trying to get legacy now. I, I, I did a study one time, and in the study it talked about the difference uh, between, between rich people and wealthy people. They say rich people think about money, but wealthy people think about legacy. My greatest moments didn't come from my greatest moments. My greatest moments came from my greatest defeats because it was during my defeat that I had to find a way to get back up. What is your legacy from today? In a pragmatic standpoint, what did you move forward? Just a step or a half step or a quarter step. In a different way, how did you present yourself today? Uh, and then a whole bunch of other questions that you literally might ask yourself at the end of the day. And if you're one of those kinds of people, which sometimes I am and sometimes I'm not, is keep a little scorecard, you know. Did the things you say at the meeting, were they really contributions or were they just piling on with somebody else? Were they really a little bit off beam in a positive way or even a negative way? Did you reach? Did you grasp? Did you do wow? But every day does have a legacy. Every day can be a masterpiece. I'm far too old to believe in the tooth fairy. I have more than my share of crappy days, believe me. But the notion is we build our track record, whether we are president of the United States or whether we are uh, somebody who's cleaning up tables at a little restaurant, we build it one day at a time. You gotta remember how you started, but focus on how you finish. If you're gonna leave a legacy, you're gonna have to remember how you started, but focus on how you finish. I don't want you to forget how you started. I don't want you to forget some of the conditions that you were raised in. I don't want you to forget some of the rejection, some of the pain. Nope, I absolutely, I want you to remember how you started, but do not for one second let it dictate how you're gonna finish.
Open Soul Sessions. You ready, my man? With Poetic Black. Ain't nothing holding me back but me and who's holding you but you but you. Check this out, man. Spoken Soul Sessions. Oh my God. This is Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Bold stances and lewd advances got us here. You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. We'll start from scratch, exploring new possibilities. Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black, and I'm happy to be here today. Spoken Soul family, what's good? We got a good one for you guys today. Today, we're going to be talking about legacy. I hope you're on your path today, people. I hope you're not allowing anything or anyone to impede your progress. Today is a good day. Today we make the realization of what's real in our lives. What really matters. Today, we stop running. Today we're going to talk about legacy, man, because... I was watching I was watching a, a motivational video and it made so much sense to me. It made so 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 much sense to me how we're looking at things so wrong. Without a shadow of a doubt, we're gonna get in it today. One thing that I really, I picked up when, you know, when I was really engulfed in religion, when I was really, really, really engulfed in the Islamic faith, one thing that I learned, one thing that I learned that was always present, always present when I became a Muslim, it was death that death was certain that you can't evade it you can't elude it you can't get around it it's something that we all will eventually travel that road we will all eventually travel down that road and uh you know when i first became muslim i was like I was thinking, I'm like, it, it, it's, it's a it's a big effort to make people understand that there will come a time where where you will be no more. Death is certain. And that's one thing about the Islamic faith is that it makes it very prevalent, very, very, very plain to you that this is something that's going to happen. You know, some other religions, they know... They kind of, you know, they don't talk about the, the topic too much and everybody shies around that. They shy away from it. But death is certain. 
And one thing that I can say for certain that I learned, you know, you know, practicing the Islamic faith, that death became more of a reality than me. And I know it sounds cliche because like, yo, everybody know they're going to die. Yeah, everybody know that they're going to die, but everybody don't know they're going to die. Because if everybody knew they were going to die, they would take more time, more time leaving a mark, more time making an imprint on this plane that we're in. So today I wanted to talk about legacy. I wanted to talk about legacy. Now, the, the, the beginning of the show, I played a motivational video. And that video really, it really touched me. I'm sitting here listening to it and I'm like, wow, man, it's so many different points that that I want to expound upon. But one mainly is that you, you, you have to be because something that was said in the video was that you're going to leave a legacy whether you want to or not. Everyone is creating a legacy. You have to decide what's your legacy. What is your legacy? What is it going to be? What's your legacy going to be? What what are people going to remember about you? What would they remember? Would they remember that you was a you was a shyster? You always trying to get over? Would they remember that you were selfish, self-absorbent, narcissistic? Would they would they remember this about you? Or would they remember you as an individual who was always giving? An individual who always wanted to make things better, always wanted to find a solution. We have to get in alignment with our legacy. Start thinking about that. Because I said this before, and a lot of people, you know, I said this, and uh, some people didn't understand it. But I'll say it again no one, no one, ever stays the same no one no one we're in a constant state of either evolution or a constant state of progression with a constant state of regression but no one is just standing still it may seem like it but no one is standing still you're going to be moving Either you're going to be moving in a better direction, either you're going to be getting better or you're going to be getting worse. Those are the two choices. You don't have no in between. No, I'm going to stay right here in this little sweet spot. Right. No, we don't have that that option. Either you're going to be getting better or you're going to be getting worse. And you have to decide. It's always moving, always moving, always We always got to bring ourselves to account. We always got to bring ourselves to the point where we say, listen, what am I doing to progress myself today? Ask yourself that question every day. What did I what did I do to make me be remembered? What did I do to make a difference with the people around me? A lot of us, we get successful we become successful and the more successful we we become you you notice the more arrogant we become the more self-absorbed the more oh it's all about me you don't matter 
And this is what this is this is one of the the uh, the bad byproducts of success. If you don't check yourself, if an individual don't check themselves, they'll think that everything that happens to them is because of them, that no one else contributes. But everybody in your circumference, your surroundings, your community, everybody contributes to the individual that you're going to become. Everybody contributes. Everybody plays a part. Everybody plays a part. You didn't get to where you're at by yourself. And you will hear people say that a lot. You will hear people say, oh, I did it by myself. I got it out the mud. I did it by myself. No, you didn't do it by yourself. Everything that you were surrounded by contributed to your success, whether you want to admit it or not. And a lot of times when we reach our pinnacle, when we reach our pinnacle, we get this arrogance. Like it's all about me. Me, 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 my, my, mine. This is the type of this is the type of mentality that we develop as a byproduct of success when you don't check yourself. When you don't check yourself. Empathy. Empathy. Very important. Empathy allows you not to forget. Not to forget. Not to forget who helped you along the way. I remember, <laughs> it's funny, it's funny, because some things definitely happened to me, man. Some things definitely happened to me to the point where it just had me on pause. Like, what the hell is going on? When you can see someone's actions, when you can see someone's whole action, their entire actions, but they don't see it. But you have you have love for the individual. You have love for that individual. So you just can't cut them off. Can't cut them off. Can't cut them off, but you see exactly, exactly like, wow, you don't remember. You don't remember. You don't remember when that time you was down and out. You don't remember when that time when you needed something and you came to me for that thing. But now that you're successful, now that you're successful, oh, oh, I'm not needed. Yeah, I did it all by myself. I got it out the mud. You remember your sacrifices, but do you remember the sacrifices of the people who love you? You remember your sacrifices, but do you remember the sacrifices of the people who love you? The individuals who put up with your shit went before you reach your enlightenment or before you reach your pinnacle, you had people putting up with your shit. You had people patient with you. But now, but now, you up. You up. And those same people you look at with disdain. These same people, when they call you for assistance, you look at them with disdain. Are they calling me again? Money is nothing, family. 
Money. Money is nothing, family. Listen to what I'm telling you. Money is nothing. Nothing. Some people use money as their barometer to say, oh, this is how much I care about you. I'll give you money. Money is nothing. Yes, if you're in need and someone give you a couple of dollars when you're in need, of course it helps. But it's not the money that's helping. It's not the money that's that that that's contributing. It's the act. It's the act that you have people around you that will be willing to give. Willing to give you. Willing to give you to help you get on your feet. When the love is that sincere, the love is that real where you know yo here man, I know you I know you bad right now. I know you in a bad position right now. I know you down on your luck right now. But here, bro, hold this down. Nah, I don't want it back. This is for you. This is integrity. This is legacy. You got individuals who looking in their bank accounts, looking at their account balance and be like, yeah, I'm leaving a legacy. This is my legacy. I remember when you was living with your mama. I remember. I remember when you was living with your mama. But now you up. You don't remember that. You don't remember that. Very important to think about the legacy that you're going to leave behind. Remember the way people helped you. Remember the way people helped you. And it will keep you humble. It will keep you humble. A lot of us, we have lost our humility. We lost our humility when it comes to, you know, when it comes to our success. We feel that the success overtakes the humility. And we talked about this before in the show, that nothing increases you more than being grateful. I believe that was last week we was talking about that. Showing gratitude. Showing gratitude. The way you increase your bounty in anything. And I learned this from Islam also. This was another tool, a uh, jewel that I got that I learned that, you know, the more you give, the more you have. The more you give is the more you have. These are principles that you can take with you. These are principles you can take with you. These are principles that you can live by. You don't have to attach yourself to no particular religion. Because this is for everybody. Nobody got the, the copyright on, on, oh, oh, you own the copyright to salvation or you own the copyright to, you know, to being successful in regards to your faith. You know, you don't have to attach yourself, but the jewels are there. The jewels are there. And it's this one, is this one tradition that I remember. And it always stuck with me when the first time I heard it. A tradition is like a hadith. 
put it this way a hadith is a tradition it's something that the prophet muhammad either said did or done in front of people who recorded it and then the people go back and look at it and read the lessons from it so a tradition a hadith you know which really translates to news it really translates to news information things of that nature so with these traditions you have muslims who go and they read the books of traditions and they find little jews so when i first became muslim when i first became muslim this was years ago it was one tradition that i read that stuck with me and it really stuck with me so i'll i'll try to paraphrase it for you remember i'm paraphrasing i don't want the muslim brothers to come oh you you misquoting this and misquoting that nah just for the purposes of us to reap some benefit from this i'm gonna paraphrase it was it was a time that the prophet he had came to his home and he had asked his wife they had getting they had they had been given a lamb or they had a, a lamb and they slaughtered the lamb and the prophet came home and asked his wife you know how much of the lamb do we have left how much of the lamb do we have left so his wife said we have one quarter left I gave away three legs I gave away three legs like three quarters of the lamb for charity I gave it to the people and I kept one quarter for us for the house so we have we have one quarter left so then thus the prophet said no no we don't have one quarter left we have three quarters left the one quarter that we that we have that we're going to eat we're going to eat we're going to dispose of it and it's going to be gone but that which we gave in charity will remain that which we that's what we gave in charity we'll see that again in the hereafter so whether you believe in the hereafter or not or whether you believe in these different traditions when I when I hear that even to this day when I when I hear that or read that it gives me some type of feeling it gives me some type of feeling of you know of wanting to be able to give more giving is the most liberating thing that a person can do given because in essence we all believe that if we give something it's gone if we give it it's gone but not actually and if you can you can look at a lot of different a lot of different uh faiths and beliefs and when you when you deal with that topic about giving charity you know it's explained to you that what you what you give you'll see in the hereafter these are the bounties that you will see. These are the blessings that you will see. These are the blessings that's going to help you in the hereafter. Now, whether you believe in that construct of not or not is, is a moot point. It's about the lesson. Take the lesson. And knowing that that which you give will, will give you more in return. The same way when you, be, when you show humility and when you show, when you show gratitude. 
humility and gratitude will increase will increase your bounty no matter what you're doing it's going to increase you it will increase you people don't know that people don't understand this principle this life principle that that which you that which you give will be returned back to you but most people are so consumed with themselves most people are so so selfish so selfish that the very idea of giving anything they feel like they're they're, they're taking a loss trust me trust me nothing 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 not one thing that you give away from a sincere heart to someone else that will not be returned back to you tenfold twentyfold a hundredfold is real i've experienced it in my life i've experienced it i've i've experienced being down to my last dollar my last dollar or oh, i ain't even got it but i know i'm getting paid in in two or three days but this is my last dub this is my last 20 this is my last 20 and give it up i'll make do for the next three days this person right here needs needs it more than me three days from now they still gonna be in the same position they're in at least I know I got three days from now I got a check coming I got some income coming But a lot of us sometimes We just look about ourselves And we feel that the more we hoard The more we collect The more we accumulate Oh you're doing this For the sake of your family You're doing it for the sake You know you're doing it for the sake of Of, 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 of the people you care about And it's bullshit You're doing it for the sake of yourself the sake of yourself I got family members man Yo I got I, I make I make fun But I got I got family members That I don't even really ask I won't ask them for nothing I won't ask them for nothing You know that person That you know They got an excuse No matter what No matter what it is You're asking them for No matter what it is You can be asking them For two nickels You be asking them Yo let me borrow Ten cent Until tomorrow Oh man, I ain't got it, man. Yo, I just went to the laundry mat, spent all my change. I ain't got 10 cent. You got that person. You got that person. And 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 a person like that will soon learn to find out that all the things you're thinking that you're accumulating, all the things that you're trying to hoard all the things you feel that needs to, that you need to make you complete these are the same things that destroy your legacy same things that destroy your legacy you got some individuals that when you when you mention their name cheap cheap you be like cheap and you think they're being cheap being a good thing no being cheap to your own self being cheap to your own self because there's a there's a great power in being able to give. They say it's always better to give than receive. It always feels better to give than receive. And think about it. Really think about it. Think about the feeling you get 
when you're receiving something of charity any strong person a strong man a strong will it takes a, a person a lot a strong-willed person it takes a person a lot to seek and ask for help so that feeling is not a good feeling that feeling being down and out and you gotta you gotta turn to someone to ask for assistance is the most crushing thing to do for a man or a woman with some type of principle some type of you know what i'm saying you know that i, I don't want to use the word pride but a person that feels ashamed to to lean on someone else for assistance but then there's those times where you need that assistance so if you've been on that receiving in when you're asking someone for charity it's a hurting feeling to to even to even put your lips together to say yo i need help because you're a strong-willed person you're a strong-willed person so you want to you definitely you're a strong-willed person so you definitely want to do it by yourself you want to you want to get up and say i can make this happen but sometimes life hits you and you ain't got it and you need some assistance and that's the beauty about life that's the lessons that you're learning along the way it's a beautiful thing but sometimes you need that assistance and it hurts like hell to be a person who's very self-sufficient a person who's a go-getter a person that goes out and make it happen and here it is you're asking someone else for help and when people know that about you they know you a go-getter they know you are you a person about action they know that you 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 about your business you know when they when they see you in that predicament they they wouldn't hesitate they wouldn't hesitate to help sincere genuine people but it's you it's you who's feeling some type of a way be like no man but you need that but the reason why the universe is making that even possible the reason why the universe is even setting this scenario like that is because you need those lessons you need those lessons to be the lesson of of being in need the lessons that you receive or that you get or that's revealed to you when you're in need, when you're on your bottom dollar, when you're on your knees. This is this this is the lessons that the universe set up for you so you can learn from. You ain't no bum dude. You ain't no about nothing female. You just came in some bad times. You came upon some bad times and you need a little bit of assistance. But if you a go-getter, you can identify and relate to what I'm saying about it hurts like hell when you got to go to somebody and say, yo, look, I need I need some assistance. But the universe is doing that for you. Why? You saying, why do the universe want to humiliate me? No, the universe is not humiliating you. The universe is showing you humility. It's showing you gratitude. It's mercy. But we look at it all wrong. Sometimes we need these lessons to to, to make us humble. To know that shit can change in an instant. 
you always have to be aware. You always have to be aware of your circumstances. Never be so arrogant to think that, oh, you got it all. Shit can't turn around for you. It can't get bad for you. Oh, you're at the pinnacle of your career. How many people who've reached that pinnacle and came crashing down? That's why the universe want to show you humility. That's why the universe want to show you humility. Humility. How Kendrick Lamar said that song, sit down and be humble. Sit down. And sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need that that reality check. Because we think we got it all figured out. We think everything is all the pieces to the puzzle are together. Nothing can stop us now. Wrong. So the universe puts you in positions to teach you humility. To teach you humility. But some of us are so damn arrogant that we won't, we'll miss that lesson. We'll miss that lesson. And the shit start crumbling down. We'd be like, why oh why? Why is because you didn't heed the lessons. Why? Because you thought this thing was dependent on you. That that everything, the whole world, you know, it beats to your drum and it don't work like that. What legacy will you will you leave? Will you leave the legacy of of being a hoarder? A money hungry individual A lot of people they take They think money They think money is the key If I give money Then everything is okay If I give money Everything is okay Furthest thing from the true family Money is never a replacement Money is good sometimes You need You need assistance you need assistance. But what you need more than assistance is knowing that you got a person that's 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 for you. That when you at your lowest point, when you at your lowest point, they're not gonna come and kick you when you down. They're not gonna come and kick you when you down. Be mindful, family. Be mindful. Be mindful of who you will become at the expense of your own success. You look at great athletes, one in particular, Muhammad Ali. Great, 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 great individual. That's that's what you call a legacy. When I look at Muhammad Ali, I look at the legacy that he has left behind. This was a person, when I look at his life, that I that I know that money wasn't the driving force for what he did, the, what he did, or why he did the things he did. It wasn't about money. It wasn't about, oh, I just want to be rich and famous. He has literally touched the entire world. I don't think you can go any place on this planet and not know who Muhammad Ali is. 
That's a legacy. That's a legacy. Will you be forgotten? Will you be forgotten when it's all said and done? Or will the people remember you? And what would they remember you by? It's never too late. It's not too late to stop and start right now. It's not too late. Start your legacy today. Start the person that you want to be, the person that you want people to view you as. You can start doing that today. What would be your legacy? What would what would you remember? What will be remembered by you? You got things that that follow you to the grave. You know, your family. When you in the grave, your family, they come follow you. They follow you. Your friends. Even your money. Even your money. Maybe your money that's paying for your own funeral. Usually it is. You had some type of insurance or whatever, but it's your money that's paying for your funeral. So your money is at the funeral. Your family is at the funeral. But they both leave. You can't take one single coin with you. You can't take one single coin with you. Not one. But when you look at individuals like Muhammad Ali, who's given so much, who's given so much of not, not, not just of money, but of themselves traveling across the world, being a beacon of, of inspiration for so many people, so many millions of people. So many millions of people and look what they tried to do to him, his, his character. Look what they tried to do to him for his character. But look how the universe blessed him, though. Look how the universe blessed him. How will you be remembered? How will the universe bless you? Today is the day we stop being so damn arrogant. Today's the day we allow humility to enter our hearts. Today we allow empathy to enter our hearts. Let us let us let us know what another person is going through and and be and be that saving grace for that person. Be of us be of some assistance to someone starting today. How can you assist someone starting today? Whether it be a kind word, whether it be a a, a, a morning coffee, buying somebody a cup of coffee. That which you give will always remain. That which you give will always remain. That which you keep, you're going to consume and you're going to waste away. You'll consume it and then you it'll, it'll, it'll proceed to go to waste. But that what you give, that what you give, these deeds, these things are the things that stay with you. These are the things that people will remember you by. These are the things that people will mention your name.
in old, you know, old folklore, you know, like the whole thing with when you go to the story of, of Achilles and Troy, the story of Troy and Achilles, the whole concept of, of, of Achilles, he wanted to be remembered. I don't know if you guys remember, but it was a part of that movie when he was he I, th- I believe it was in the beginning of the movie when they came and said, oh, the king is looking for you to come fight. Da, 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 da. So the little boy said, um, sir, the king is looking for you, you know. So he was like, the guy that you supposed to be fighting, he's big. He said, I wouldn't want to fight him. And then Achilles says to him, <laughs> That's why no one will remember your name and rides off on him. Now, when you first see this, you're like, that's a little cruel. He's like, he's an asshole for, you know what I'm saying? Speaking so crazy to the kid. But in reality, it's real. You got to be willing to do what's never been done in order to be remembered, to, to singe your name in history's legacy. It got to be something. You ain't going to get there just being complacent. You ain't going to get there like that. At some point in time, my family, we have to come to some type of terms with ourselves, some type of understanding with ourselves to know that we are going this shell of ours, the body that we're in. I'm not saying you're going to die. I'm not saying we're going to die because we have energy. This energy in us is everlasting. It's of God. You know, now, whatever you want to attach to that and whatever construct you want to attach to that, that's on you. But what I'm telling you that your soul, that being, that thing that drives you, that thing that moves you, that's something that's living forever. That's God. That's the God in you. When I, when I recite certain poems and I say, know the God in you, that's the God in you. That's the God in you. And some people say, oh, you're being blasphemous because you're calling yourself God. No, I'm not. What else am I? What else are you? If you have this thing in you that's everlasting, that's eternal, then what is it? Because if you say that you're going to die, you're saying that God is going to die. Don't you look at all the all the different uh, the different religions who tell you about God. They say that what God did, he blew his breath into Adam. Adam is supposed to be the 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 uh, prototype for all of us. It's supposed to be our father. Adam is the father of all of humanity. So God blew breath into Adam, blew breath into him, thus by creating all of us and we continue to exist. We we won't die. Your body, your flesh, your vehicle will get worn. It will get worn down. It's going to get old and tattered. But that soul that reside in you, that is of God. And you need to recognize the God in you. And if a lot of us, if we recognize the God in us, we wouldn't be acting so damn devilish. We wouldn't have these crazy devilish traits. All these crazy devilish traits is because you're trying to ignore the God that's in you. 
so caught up in hooping and hollering, going to the church, going to the mosque, going to the synagogue, hooping and hollering, doing all this, this talk, lip service, lip service. But you don't realize that the power is in you. You sitting here listening to the pastor, listening to the preacher, listening to the imam, listening to the rabbi, listening to all these people direct you to what you need to do. When you got God in you, you got all of these individuals trying to convince you, trying to convince you that this God is something external, trying to convince you that this God is somewhere out in the cosmos when this God is writing you. Know the God in you. Know the God in you. You sitting here trying to trying to recite these fairy tales, all these folk tales and all this, all these storylines, but you missing the bigger picture. You missing the bigger picture. God is in you. You sending off for this holy prayer water. You sending off for holy oil. You sending off for, for handkerchiefs that don't do shit. And you sending off. You spending all your money on these things. You say, yeah, pastor, give it to me. Give it to me. I need this healing. I need this healing. But that healing, the power to heal you is in you. Know who you are. You got these scammers out here just scamming you. We've been getting scammed for hundreds and hundreds of years. Because we believe that there is something better. And I'm here to tell you there is something better. But you don't got to believe that there's something better. You have to know there's something better. You have to know. Because faith is, is, is dependent one of the prerequisites of having faith is knowledge. How are you going to have faith in something you don't know a damn thing about? How? You sitting here putting faith in all these men. You putting faith in everybody but you. And you saying you doing it for God. Wake up. God don't need your money. If there is a big God in the sky with a big beard and, and a throne and all these crazy attributes that they, 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 they put, they anthropomorphize God. They put hands on them. They put eyes on them. They put a nose. They put a shin. They put knees. They put arms and legs. They put all these things on God. All these things on God. But the truth. And the truth is this God that you're looking for is in you. This God that you're looking for is you. This God that you're looking for is you. We need to understand that. We need to understand that. We need to understand that. Really internalize that. Because that's how we get God. I'm going to share a story with you guys and I, and I've never shared this story before, <clears throat> but I think it's befitting for the situation. As you guys knew, like, as you guys know, you know, like I was very deep into the Islamic faith at one point in time. 
And so many things happened that changed that. It was the actions of other people, my actions. You know, I didn't like what I saw. It was a time where I loved what I saw. Then it, it, it became a time when I didn't like what I saw. I saw I saw a lot. I saw a lot of deceit. I saw a lot of lying. I saw I saw a lot of treachery. Treachery. And I feel and I felt that it wasn't sincere. So I moved on. I moved on. I still hold certain principles. I still hold certain principles. So a person on the outside looking in would probably say, oh, he's Muslim. He prays. You know what I mean? He does this. He do that. He can read. He, he reads the Quran and things of that nature. He's Muslim. Make your opinions. It don't really matter to me. But the, what I wanted to share with you was this. It was a time that I, I, I made it. I had made it known. I made it public information that I'm not messing with this no more. I'm done. And it shocked a lot of people. It shocked a lot of people because I was so diligent being so diligent in a religion for so long and then you wake up and you say yo I'm not I'm not dealing with this no more I'm not dealing with this no more I don't want to stop praying I don't want to stop um, reading good things that's good for my soul I don't want to I don't want to do that but I do want to get away from this bullshit that's what I do want to do so anyway some years went by but that love that love that I had because when, when Islam came to me It came to me at a time When I was at my lowest point And it, it came to me at a time When I needed something to give me the strength To become the man that I am today So I would never, ever, ever, ever Disrespect Islam Or any other religion Because I believe all those religions Actually shaped me Of being the man that I, that I became It started with Christianity You know, it moved and it moved to Islam you know, it moved to Islam. So to make a to, to get along with the story, what had happened was I was working. I was working in, in Manhattan. I was working in Manhattan over there, like midtown, like it was a restaurant over there, working over there. So one day it was a Saturday. And this is this is what I mean. This is a prime example of what I mean of how they can take advantage of you. This shit can take advantage of you. You got to have your mind pure and clear. So here it is. Like, you know, like I, I revealed on the show that I that I read and write Arabic. I read and write Arabic fluently. And I can speak Arabic. I wouldn't say I can speak conversational-wise fluently, but I can hold the conversation. I can definitely hold the conversation. But, you know, I'm more, my strong point is, is pretty much on... Uh, Reading, being able to translate things of that nature. So the love that I had never really left because what 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 Islam represented for me, what it represents to me, it was something for me as at a time when I was at a low point and it gave me strength to grow. So that love never it never left. So one day I'm walking to work, I get off the train, doing my my regular you my regular routine. Get off the train in Manhattan. My my job is about maybe like two, three blocks away from the train station. So I usually walk the same route. The same route. I walk this route. I stop at the Dunkin' Donuts. I get me a coffee. You know, I'll sit down in the Dunkin' Donuts and I will read. I will read. You know what I'm saying? 
and 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 I would sit there for like maybe like 15, 20 minutes that I have to be in work. So this day, this day I'm walking. Matter of fact, I leave out of the the uh the coffee spot and I'm walking, walking down the block. So this individual, he's in a he's in a escalade. He's in an escalade, like a black escalade. And he pulls up. And when he pulls up, he's like, he's like, brother, 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 please, 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 please. Come, come. So I come to the I come to the car. And in the car, he got it's him. And he says he has his mother. There's there's a woman in the back, an older woman. And he has his two children. He has a son. And he has a daughter back there. So they're in the car. So this was this this happened. This is crazy. This happened when when the COVID thing actually began to hit. This before they shut everything down. Before they shut everything. Maybe about maybe maybe two weeks before they shut the city down. So this individual he came to me and he drove up on the side of me and it's like he was concerned. He was like, yo, brother, 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 I need help. I need help. I need help. I got to get out of, out of the country. I got to go back to Dubai. This was his spiel. So I was like, he had a ring. He had a ring in his hand. It was a gold ring. It looked like it was a solid gold ring. He said, brother, brother, please, please, please. I have to get out of here. I have to get out of here. And he was like, he was like, here. He's like, yo, give me, he's like, give me $50. Give me $50 for this ring. Give me $50 for this ring. So I was like, I'm looking at the ring and I'm looking like, first of all, I don't wear gold. I don't wear gold. That's first. I'm looking at it. I'm like, well, this brother's probably down and out. In my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to help him. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give him $50 and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on my way. And that's it. So he's like, yo, brother, please, please, please. He said, he said, if you can, man, he said, if you can, he said, I'm from Dubai. He said, I'm very wealthy. He said, I'm very wealthy. He said, I'm trying to get out because I heard about the COVID. I'm trying to go back to my country. Da, 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 da. He said, brother, please, if you can help me buy some plane tickets to get back to my country, when I get there, I'm going to send you the money back. I'm going to send you the money back. And I'm like, okay, I'm from Brooklyn. You ain't going to scam me. But I still got the idea. Like, it's not about the money for me at, at this point. It's more so about helping this brother. Because he seemed so sincere. He seemed so sincere. And then he got a woman in the back. Older woman. Looks like it could be his mother. And he got two kids in the car. So we all trying to get back. And then I'm looking at the car he's driving. He ain't driving no, he ain't driving no hoopty. He's driving a, a very expensive car, a $70,000 car. So I'm sitting there and I'm and I'm weighing things out in my mind. And I really want to help him. I really want to help him because I want to appeal to the, the, the inner me to say I want to give despite the fact I want, I want something I want to leave as a legacy. This is along the lines I'm thinking. <clears throat> so anyway... I was like, listen, brother. I was like, listen. He was like, listen, what I can do for you, he said, I can give you all this jewelry and to hold as collateral. He had a Rolex on his hand, looked like a Rolex, but I'm not no expert. 
And then he had a whole bunch of jewelry that all of them were wearing. So he was like, look, look, look. He said, listen, I'm very rich. I'm very rich. So he got his mother taking off her rings, the kid taking off their chains. He taking off the bracelet. He's just bringing more stuff, more stuff, more stuff. He's like, brother, please, 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 please. I need a thousand dollars. I need a thousand dollars. I promise you, I will give you this money back. I promise you, I'll give you. He said, wallahi. And, and anybody who knows about Arabic, you know, they, they know if a, if a Muslim says wallahi, if a Muslim says wallahi, he's bound by that. He's bound. So here it is. I'm thinking I'm, I'm in a situation where, you know, I'm, I'm going to help a person who's in need. I'm going to help a person who's in need and uh, I'm going to get the money back. I'm going to get the money back. He's giving me collateral. Now, if this was any other situation, I would have said, hell no. But it was something that the universe wanted to teach me at this moment. And that's the reason why, because I'm not no slow dude. I'm not a dude that you can get over on with some old, you know, the three card Monty. You, you, I'm not that dude. You know what I'm saying? But what I am, I am a sincere individual. So if you pull on my heartstrings and you be like, oh, brother, da, 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 this is the situation. Your situation, helping your situation means more to me than money because money can always be replaced. Money can always be replaced. So here it is. The individual, he gives me this stuff. I got a Rolex. I got I got chains. I got about like seven rings. I got about like four or five bracelets and all of them say 14 or 18 karat gold. All of them look like gold. So I, I say, all right, brother, he gives me his number. He gives me his number. He gives me his number. He said, listen, brother, this is my number. Da, 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 da. I called the number. It rang his phone right there in front of him. I'm like, all right. I'm thinking he's sincere. He said, brother, I promise you. He said, Thursday, I'm going to contact you. I'll send you a, I'll send you a, what you call it? A, a money order or money gram. And I'm telling you, I will... I'm going to pay you all this money back. He wound up talking me up to $2,000. Now, at the time, I just got my income tax. So, I'm, you know what I'm saying? 2000 I had money in my account, savings I had in my account. But 2000 was like an extra. It was like extra bread. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was extra. At the time, I ain't going to say I couldn't have used it. Yeah, at the time, I, you know, I was building building my little stash and everything of that nature so I, I i really used the money i could use the money i could have used the money however i had the money to 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 spare i did have it so i say listen brother i went in my book bag when i went in my book bag to take out my book he noticed that i had a whole bunch of arabic books in my book bag i had a quran in there I had a book because I usually keep a Quran in my book bag and I keep a, um, a book that I'm reading at the time. A book that I'm reading at the time, I'll keep that in, in my book bag. It's like when I'm on the train, I'll pull it out and I'll start reading because I'm really into translating. I like to take books that's all in Arabic, read them and translate them. That's like a little pastime for me. It makes my, you know what I'm saying? It makes me get better at, in the language. So he notices the books. He noticed three books in my book bag. He noticed a Quran. He notices a, a, I think I had a book called, um, I forget what book I was reading. It could have been Keshful Shubuhat, something like that. One of them books like that. But I had a book that I was reading in it. And I had a dictionary, Hanswit. So he notices this. He noticed the books in there. And he looks at me. He said, oh, 
He's like, Subhanallah, Subhanallah. He was like, Oh, you Muslim. He's like, Subhanallah. Now, I wouldn't tell him at the time, you know, I don't really claim being Muslim. You know what I'm saying? I'm really doing my own thing, but I still hold these principles. I still hold these principles, but I don't claim the religion. So, in any event, I'm talking to him and I start speaking to him in Arabic. And I told him, I'm like, Listen, brother. I'm like, Listen. I said, I said, Allah commands you. It, com- it commands you to write down your contracts, to write it down. Write it down. So I took out a piece of paper and I wrote the contract out. I had the paper in my book bag. I wrote the contract out. I'm sitting in his car. I wrote the contract out. In the name of Allah, this is what I said. In the name of, of Allah, I wrote this on the contract. He looked at it, he read it, and he signed it. He signed it. He signed the contract and said, yo, I'm going to pay you this money back. I'm like, brother, it's not about this gold for me because it's obvious that you gave me way more gold than, than money of what I thought. You gave me way more gold because this is way more than $2,000 worth of, of, of gold. The Rolex alone was was worth anywhere between eight to ten thousand dollars according you know what i'm saying when i did look did the look up and everything looked everything up it was like a ten to fifteen thousand dollar rolex so the rolex alone was enough to cover his his collateral so i was like look brother it's not about this it's not about this because he's like yo the rolex he was really particular about he said my father gave me this watch he said this is the first thing my father ever bought me you know what I mean? So this is very dear to me. I'm coming back for this watch. He said, brother, please. He said, brother, please do not sell this. He said, please do not sell this. He said, Thursday, when Thursday come, I'm going to have somebody pick up my gold and you're going to have your money. He said, wallahi, wallahi. This is what he said. So I'm a sucker. I said, all right, brother, I'm going to take a shot. I'm going to take a shot on you. Cause I really do want to help you. I really want to help you. But the, but the whole shit was a scam. The whole entire thing was a scam. So when the, I didn't, I didn't touch not one bit of the, the jewelry. I didn't try to pawn anything. I waited until the day. I waited until the day I get no call. I call him. He answers the phone. He's like, yes, brother, brother, please, please be patient, be patient, be patient. He got off the phone with me. Called him again. He started ignoring my phone calls. So now I'm stuck. I'm like, wow, this dude got me. Got me. So I said, all right, let me see, man. All right, I kept my my end of the bargain. Let me see. I'm going to start selling this stuff back to get my money. So I take one of the rings. I take one of the rings to the pawn shop. I take it to the pawn shop. So I roll up on the pawn shop and I, I give the lady the ring. So the first thing she do, they bring out the scratch board, bring the scratch board out, bring out the, the acid and they testing it. So the, so, so the girl, she scratched the ring on the scratch board and you see the gold streak. So then she puts the acid and that shit just disappeared, wipes away. I was like, oh, wow, like what the hell? So then she bring her supervisor over. She was like, look. She was like, yo. She was like, I, I scratched it, but you know what I'm saying? It says 18 carat, but 
And she was like, yeah, because it's fake. I was like, this ring is fake? She said, yeah, let me show you. She scratched it. She scratched it again. She put the acid on it. Then she went and got another ring, scratched that, and put the acid on it and showed me like, look, you see how the acid eats up the fake? But it, but but the, the real goal, the real goal, the acid can't eat it. So I was like, wow. So then she tells me this, and this was what blew my mind, family. She tells me, she was like, this ring right here, you see this ring right here? These are the new, these are the new scam rings that they're making. It's very, very heavily gold plated. Like before you get a you get a you get a ring, a fake ring, get it for about 10, 15 bucks. These rings go for about like 40 to 60 dollars even buy one because they look so real. And he had a whole bunch. I had like four. I still got those rings to this day. I still got that whole bag of jewelry to this day. I didn't check everything, but the stuff I did check, all of it was fake. 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 Now, this individual who swore in the name of God that he was telling the truth. But what killed me is this. This is what killed me. When the lady, when the lady told me about these new rings, she said, you got these dudes that be scamming. They hang around gas stations. They go, they, they drive expensive cars and they roll up on you. She told me exactly what this dude did to me. They got other people in the car saying they need help. They taking off rings and all that stuff, giving it to you. It's, it's, it's a whole big scam that they've been doing for, for, for years now. They've been doing this scam for years, but I'm the one that got caught. And the only reason why I got caught, and I say this, the only reason why I got caught up like this it's because I believed, I believed in the ability and the potential of people. I believed in that, that potential. I felt that this man getting home to his family was more important than my $2,000. Now, of course, I felt like stir fried shit. I was like, damn, man, I felt bad. I felt real bad. But this is what the universe did. The universe gave me all that money back with interest. Every last dime, every last dime. I'm going to tell you the funniest thing. The funniest thing. His last four digits of his number, of his telephone number. The last four digits of his telephone number came in my head. I had memorized the whole number. The last four digits Something told me play those last four digits in the lottery. And I did. And they hit. So the money that was taken from me, I got back so many times over. So many times over. I still got, I really I still got that same bag of jewelry. Everything. Everything is still there. Everything is still there. But the only, the reason I say this story, the reason why I tell you guys this story is that when you believe, when you believe in people, when you believe in the potential of people, it's not really about them. They can be scamming. They can be scamming. It's really not about them. It's more so about you. 
Because what they'll take from you, what they'll try to scheme from you, you'll get back. You'll get back because your heart is in the right place. Your heart is sincere. And that's what we got to be. Find your legacy. And money is not a legacy. Your property is not a legacy. Your legacy is entirely dependent upon the way people feel about you when you're gone. The way people feel about you after you're gone. We have to be willing to transcend family. Money will never make us or break us. If you're black living in America, this is the proof in the pudding. Money will not make or break you. But they've convinced us that money is the all or be all of everything that we need to exist. And it's not. What will be your legacy? What will be your legacy? Think about that, family. Think about that. I'm going to play a message from one of our sponsors and we'll be right back to wrap the show up. This is William S. Peters, Sr., a.k.a. Just Bill from Interchild Press International. First, I must say we at Interchild Press are proud to support my brother, Daniel Green, a.k.a. Poetic Black, and his prolific, embracing, and informative program, Spoken Soul Sessions. As a publisher and now sponsor of the work Poetic Black does, we at Interchild Press International offer to you his listeners and all spoken word artists, writers, and poets, a 10% discount on all of our publishing packages and services. Please mention code Spoken Soul to take advantage of this offer while it lasts. You can contact us at InTouch at innerchildpress.com and we hope to see your words in print very soon. We are Interchild Press International, building bridges of cultural understanding. That's www.innerchildpress.com. Thank you. Yeah, you guys go check out my brother Bill, Jess Bill, at Interchild Press Publishing. If you're a first-time author, you know you got your book, your chat book, your novel. Go check them guys out. They give good, good business and if you use the promo code Spoken Soul, Soul spelled S-O-L, you get a 10% discount on all their publishing packaging. So go check that out if you're trying to get your book published. Definitely good brothers, black owned business, a real solid brother. He's definitely responsible for hundreds and hundreds of first time authors getting their work out into the world. So if you if you're really thinking about putting your book out there, definitely go see Bill and get that 10%. But yeah, family, I want to, I just want to leave the reminder, leave the reminder, money will never, ever, ever solidify a legacy for you. It will never. But what, what will solidify your legacy 
knowing who you are, knowing the God in you, knowing that when people remember you, when people mention your name, you'll live forever in that regard. Your impact, your impact will be, your impact will just, you know, it will, it will constantly reinforce itself into helping, encouraging, inspiring people to come. I want you guys to know, I want you to know that money, money, money will never make us. Money will never control us. Having money is just by default. You may have a lot, you may have a little, but what's important family, the main thing that's important is your legacy. What would you leave behind? How will the people remember you? What would they say about you? It's a fact that we're all going to die. We're all gonna meet that fate. But what will we leave behind in our wake? What will we leave behind? What lessons will we leave behind? Don't allow anyone to define who you are. Be that beacon of light for yourself first and foremost. The light that you illuminate in this dark place will help people find their way. Be that legacy of light. Don't be the legacy of darkness and destruction. My family, my spoken soul family, you know I love you guys. And I don't say this lightly. I love each and every one of you. The individuals who come from week to week support the show. Individuals who come and, you know, they leave the comments at SpokenSoulSessions at gmail.com. They leave the comments. They put their input out there. I really love you guys because you guys show me from week to week that you, you're really feeling what I'm doing and you're supporting what I'm doing. And I'm here to support you. Definitely, family, I want you guys to always remember to speak your soul. Always, always speak your soul. I want you to know. I want you to know and understand that Poetic Black, I do, I do love you. And the love is genuine. We got some big things starting to happen for the Spoken Soul Session show. We have a debut of a, of a project that we're putting together and it will be debuted right here on the Spoken Soul Session show. I'll let you guys know a little bit more about that in the coming episodes to come. But definitely you guys be on the lookout. I'm going to matter of fact, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to let the cat out the bag. Be on the lookout for Audio Broadway. Brought to you by The Composition, Audio Broadway. Be on the lookout. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be epic. As the weeks come, I will let you guys know more and more about this, these things that we're about to put, put out into the universe. And, uh, and I'm definitely looking forward for your support and help. If you want to support the Spoken Soul Sessions show, you can go over to Patreon and you can, you can be a member you can be, you can pledge a dollar, pledge $5, pledge what you can. It helps with the show. It helps 
keep the bills paid so we can keep making these 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 shows but uh like i said family i love you guys and i hope you love me too peace <laughs>